Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com for a different view on Irish business. Welcome back to The Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com, the new show dedicated to Irish small business. Now, social entrepreneurs are on the increase here in Ireland, and one such social business is that of the Galsey Clinic in Tipperary. And Natasha Haslam-Hopwood, along with her husband Toby, have created an environment dedicated to helping troubled kids and teenagers. And I'm delighted that Natasha joins me on the line now. Uh, Natasha, you're very welcome to the Small Business Show. That's okay. It's great to be here. Now, first of all, the Galti Clinic. What do you do there at the Galti Clinic? Well, the Galti Clinic is a very specialised residential care programme where we care for young people that are not lucky enough to have their own homes. So essentially, we take children in that have been through the foster system and then have been taken in by the HSE full-time and we provide a home for them with with the support of a full team and a psychologist to help them with some of their behavioural difficulties. So these are young people who have behavioural, not intellectual or physical problems, but behavioural issues. And where did the idea come from to start something like this? Well, my husband is a psychologist and he was working for the HSE with some of these more challenging young people. And I think, as everyone does, when they go to the office, they come home saying, you know, I could do this better and I could do that better and, you know, lots of ideas, but maybe it's difficult within a nationalised industry to, to implement those ideas. So, rather foolishly, I did say to him, you know, let's have a go ourselves. So, really, this is about my husband's clinical dream helping him to to do things to the best of his ability. And he identified certain areas that he felt were really important for these young people and has created this program. So we have a home, we have people living with the children, and we have an activity-based program where these children are engaged in day-to-day activities. Mm. And he believes this is the right formula to help them maximise their chances of going into successful adulthood. Are you working alongside the the HSE or is it something more in terms of, I suppose, separating it out and, and you're doing something that you think is perhaps a little bit better than what they can get at the HSE kind of care? Well, there are other private providers. There are other businesses doing what we do, but not, I believe, with the same model of care. So there are other businesses that take children from the HSE. And obviously the HSE can't run efficiently you know, all the beds that are required, it's quite sensible for them to to outsource. You could look at it like that. Um, We do have a very positive relationship with the HSE, and in fact we have lots of visits from them because part of our strategy is not to run all childcare in Ireland. We don't want to be the biggest childcare provider. We want to be a very specialised childcare provider showing how to do it better for certain children, and it won't be for all children. So actually, we get an awful lot of visits from the HSE and we're constantly talking to them. And, you know, my my husband's very effective at really training and teaching people to work with these children who who can be very testing. Um, so I, I think, you know, yes, we're an outs- they've outsourced the children to us, but we try very hard to, to 
to give back that knowledge and to to really demonstrate that there are different ways of caring for children. Mm. Um, and so, so it's, a, it's a very positive relationship. And you know, obviously, we'd love to get more support financially from them, but that's a very difficult relation, you know, for, for a business to be supported by a, a public sector. So, so it is a private business, but we constantly, you know, recommunicate and try and educate back up the line. When a, I suppose, a, a, a troubled youngster comes into your care, what happens from, we'll say, the, the moment that they get there? And, and does each one of those kids have, I suppose, a, a personalized plan for each of them, depending on what, what issues that they might have? Or is there a, I suppose, a, a general kind of framework that you work with with all the kids? Well, the, the general framework is that we've introduced the concept of social pedagogy, which is really the model of care that's much more common in northern mainland Europe. So if you were in Germany, you would probably recognize the word pedagogue. In Germany, Denmark, Sweden, you can graduate with a degree in social pedagogy. It's very sort of un- well understood there. And these pedagogues, are, the, the pedagogy is, is really from the Latin. It means to teach and to lead the child. So they really believe in, in teaching through demonstrating their life skills. So it's not just care worker, as we would have here in Ireland. It's about living and demonstrating to the child through your everyday living experiences and modelling to them how to live. So that's one of the core aspects of our, our care model. In addition, we have an activity-based programme where we have a small holding farm and we utilise these opportunities for these young people to care for maybe a horse, we've got alpacas, hens, and through caring something else, they get a sense of self-esteem and the knowledge of how these things are important to them. And so there's two two key aspects to our modelling. And through developing that relationship, we try and identify the key areas that need to be worked on. And so that's done on a very sort of one-to-one basis with my husband as a psychologist and the care manager, sitting down and trying to identify what will really help that young person most develop the skills they need become you know a successful adult and i know your your husband doesn't particularly like to talk about the subject but you are after all a, a business so so what is the i suppose what's the business model that you guys uh, use there to i suppose uh, survive and and thrive <laughs> it's been fairly challenging i think we're about to, to enter a, a better phase but we basically invested our own funds into the business so um we bought the small holding and set up the office here in my home and all the animals and the animal care and the activity programs and then we've the residential home where the children live is is the next, about half a mile away but all of that has been privately funded and hence i live in the unbuilt converted old ruin and the children in our care have the lovely comfortable <laughs> property which um you know hopefully we'll get around to rectifying that so yeah it's been a it's been a difficult decision for me as a mother to make with my own family but we feel in the long term it's the right decision. Hmm. And I know that you've you've had quite a lot of help with Social Entrepreneurs Ireland as well, who were indeed the people who put you on to us in terms of the show and stuff as well. So how important is it for you as a social entrepreneur to have somebody, I suppose, an organisation like that in the background that you can go to to perhaps talk to, to talk about, you know, different ideas or to talk about different kind of issues that you might be having, that there is an organization there that uh, I suppose knows what you're going through and knows what it takes to, to make a success of this, even though you're dealing with something quite, I suppose, quite important. Oh, I mean, it's been fabulously helpful. I mean, I, I've been very grateful for all of the help from social entrepreneurs, you know, in many different ways. 
Um, as I've mentioned, I'm a business person. My husband is the psychologist and with a team now of nearly 18 people in the team and I'm the sole business voice, Social Entrepreneurs became my office where I could go and talk about issues with financial, contractual, whatever that was happening in the background that wasn't really a key area of our business. So they supported me technically in what I do day to day. They provided a wonderful community of other social entrepreneurs, which are always hugely inspiring. And I found that very exciting to meet all the other finalists in our program. Mm. And they helped us provide a bit of rigor to our thought process. So my husband and I actually found ourselves sitting down and talking about our strategies for the future. And, and that's been all really, really positive. And then finally, you know, they, they do have, you know, quite substantial public presence where we feel we've got notice. So it's great to have interest in what we're doing because, as I said, our core strategy is not to run all childcare in Ireland but to help people see that there is a, a new and different and probably better way for young people to be cared for and we want people to copy us. We think that what we're doing is the right thing to do and, you know, we'd like to demonstrate that. Um, so, so social entrepreneurs have been, you know, provided a huge amount of support and publicity and really, you know, helped us get to where we are or survive to where we are today as mm. we just hopefully come out of the, the dark ages and start heading into the, the more comfortable consolidation period. And that was going to be uh, my final question to you as well, the future of the Galti Clinic as well. What do you guys uh, hope that you could achieve over the next couple of years? Well, my husband and I, we, we both want to scale up a little bit in terms of we only have one home with caring for four young people. So we admitted our fourth young person in October last year. So we're just full now in our first home. So we would like to open... Um, three more houses over the coming years. I think that's about a five-year plan. And that would probably be three to four children in each house. And we think that is more than enough. So this year, our plan is to open the second house and to grow the community, the therapeutic community that we've established here. And I think really seeing there are certain business synergies as we get to a, a critical mass, we'll be able to run it more cost-effectively, which will take the pressure off you know, where we've been has been quite a struggle financially. And I think there are benefits for the young people if the community is of a, an appropriate size. There will be benefits for the young people being cared for so that they will have more young people around them and they will become essentially, you know, a support network of other people who've had the same experience. And then finally, for the pedagogues, we actually have to recruit from overseas because we don't have Irish social pedagogues to employ at the moment. And I think for that community, it's also important that they grow and have other pedagogues around them. And that should bring, again, a little bit more influence of the pedagogy on the team as we try and retain our Irish care workers in the benefits of working in a social pedagogical model. So I think we want to be a little bit bigger. We're looking at doing our second house this year. But as always, it's usually the numbers that hold you back. So, you know, we have great plans and we're just trying to get the finances right so that we can grow and help those most vulnerable children in Ireland really benefit from you know, my husband's substantial clinical skill and the, you know, the opportunity that social pedagogy gives for them to have a more successful future. Absolutely fantastic. And Natasha, if people want to find out more, give us the, the website and, and uh, perhaps uh, some other places they might be able to find you. Okay, well, our website is www.galtyclinic.ie and that's Galti as in the mountains, G-A-L-T-E-M-A-T-E-E 
E-L-I-N-I-C.ie. And you can see there the small holding and all the uh, the animals we care for. We don't obviously publicize the, the young people in our care. But no, we'd be delighted to, to hear from anyone if they have thoughts on what we're doing. And, um, you know, it's always great to be able to talk about what we're doing here in Ireland because it's been a very exciting period. And, you know, I have to say thank you to Social Entrepreneurs for helping us get into the public eye. Natasha Haslam Hopwood from Gazi Clinic, thank you very much for joining us on the Small Business Show. Well, thank you. Now, coming up in our final part of the show, Karen Brown from Corora Cosmetics talks about breaking into the USA and building a global brand. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.